Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central. Craig Mitch Davis Maddock for the next hour talking fantasy sports with you. Going through some college football this hour, speaking of which, the Big Ten earlier this morning announced that, like a lot of the power conferences, they are going to not allow teams to move games based on COVID protocols, and uh, teams will have to take a forfeit in the Big Ten this year. So all the wacky scheduling in college and pro football looks like that's gone away for 2021. Here are our headlines here at the top of the hour as we begin hour two. As Chris mentioned in the update, Jags at Saints will close out the preseason tonight. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, of course, Trevor Lawrence, and Gardner Minshew all on the field this evening. Should be interesting. Rangers-Red Sox starts right now. Six games tonight in Major League Baseball. Full schedules return on Tuesday. Giannis over the weekend bought a stake in the Milwaukee Brewers ownership. So really cool story there. Ohio State named C.J. Stroud, their starting quarterback, OSU, opens up on September the 4th. Also in baseball yesterday, Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th home run. And don't look now, but the St. Louis Cardinals are making a run toward the postseason. And who is helping them do it? None other than Adam Wainwright, who picked up another win for them yesterday in his 298th career start with his teammate, Yadier Molina, and was asked yesterday if, uh, after getting to 300, which is on deck here for both Molina and Wainwright this season, if anyone will ever come close to that record with a pitcher and catcher tandem ever again. Pretty special. I think, you know, I think we're, uh, 298 is pretty special too, but 300 is just a cool number, isn't it? I mean, you know, that's just something that, I don't know if that'll ever happen again ever. May probably won't, honestly. So, Pretty special to be able to say I'm doing that with uh, with one of my my boys and playing catch every fifth day with such a special person and special player. It's just uh, it's unspeakable. Yeah, you know, I don't even know what to say about it. Sort of wild, Davis, that the Cardinals have put themselves back into the postseason push here, and with Adam Wainwright and with Yadier Molina, and I and I think Wainwright's probably right. Like 300 starts with a starting pitcher and catcher. It doesn't feel like a big number, but it's probably almost impossible that it ever happens again with a tandem like that. But, hey, St. Louis back in it. I, I mean, that is not something that I saw a month ago, and they got a shot now. No, it would It would never. It will never happen again. You will never see – first off, I mean, the big thing is you'll just never see a – you'll never see a catcher catch that many games ever again. A guy like Yadier Molina would either be – you know, moved moved to a different position, right? Moved to first base, moved to left field, moved to DH, or they they would not play him. Every, they would not play him. You know, five days a week. A guy a guy of his. I mean, we're already seeing this, right? Buster Posey plays like four days a week now, and Buster Posey plays some at first base. Like when when catch Joe Maurer 
Joe Maurer was like, you know, when Joe Maurer won the MVP, you had been like, this guy is going to be the best hitter in baseball for like the next 10 years, you know, win all these batting titles. And Joe Maurer is like uh, a high school baseball coach now. Like he's, you know, completely out of playing the game. It's a hard position to stay that steady for. And I mean, the odds of one guy staying on a team for what, 18 years? Is that how long it's been? Like something insane like that? The odds of one guy staying on a team that long are like absolutely like so low. The odds of two guys staying on a team that long, even lower. Like just it feels it feels completely impossible that we'll ever see anything like this ever again. It's it's a really cool story. Yeah. Uh, Molina since 03 and Wainwright, I think also since 03 or 04, somewhere along those lines. So yeah, to have both those guys together, almost impossible. We'll see if the Cardinals do make a run. Uh, other story from today, Davis, Cam Newton, as we talked about earlier in the show, placed on the COVID protocol list, and he's going to miss, it looks like about five days, which would put him out of practice, maybe puts him out of their final preseason game. But as we discussed earlier, these coaches usually have their minds made up after training camp, let alone the preseason. I can't imagine one preseason game left is going to make Mac Jones the starter at the beginning of the season. No, I I don't think that it will either. I mean, it's certainly not good for the long-term idea that we are going to see lots of Cam Newton. Like, like, honestly, if you were in Cam Newton's position and you knew how tenuous your grip on the starting job was, like, wouldn't you be doing everything possible to guarantee your availability? And it seems like Cam Newton is not doing everything to guarantee his availability for the team. I could see that. I mean, knowing what I know about Bill Belichick, I could see that peeving him a little bit. I could see Bill Bel- Bill Belichick being like, look, man, you know, J- Jared Stidham's doing what he needs to do to be available. Brian Hoyer's doing what he needs to do to be available. Like, Bill Belichick kind of famously treats his players that way. Though, I guess, again, on the other hand, Bill Belichick, incredibly famous for literally doing whatever is possible to put the best possible team on the field. So, I don't know. I, c- I could see that one going either way. But my guess is that we see Mac Jones, uh, as I've said, I think he will be their starting quarterback in week five. Yeah. And Mac Jones uh, should get some playing time, I would guess, in the preseason coming up because without Newton, uh, whether or not he plays, I I would guess they want to see a little bit of him. And then that fight for the final quarterback between Stidham and Hoyer, interesting as well. Okay, coming up next, we have college football week zero ahead of us on Saturday. Yes, it starts this week. There are a handful of games. I wouldn't say that there are any marquee games, but any games we can, of course, look to wager on here on SportsGrid is going to be a hot topic of our conversation. So up next, two big schools, Nebraska and Illinois. They will face off, and then so will UCLA and Hawaii. Give me a little bit of a preview of those games, maybe a line to get ahead of, when we return next here on SportsGrid. So we'll go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time to get you fully prepared for the upcoming college football season. Now, uh, this weekend, we've got a handful of games the following weekend. So this is like the appetizer. I think the main course begins the weekend of the fourth. Some huge games. I know Alabama plays against Miami. There's games on Sunday, games on Monday. And, uh, and Davis, in between all of the, the fantasy previews and everything that we're doing for fantasy football, it's really time to dive into college football. And lo and behold, we've got some games this weekend. And uh, that's the first time we've had games played in August in two years. So I'm looking forward to it this weekend. How about you? Oh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, any football on my TV is good football. That's that's what I believe in. Doesn't like I told you last year at the beginning of uh, the D2 FCS, you know, college football season. I, I remember tuning into that game. I will be watching, you know, these week zero college football games. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about it. So even if it's not the best, you know, even if we're not looking at a bunch of top 25 teams, I, I still think that we should uh, be looking forward to these. Uh, are, are you surprised that week zero features no good games? <laughs> no offense, but like I'm shocked that there's not just like one heavy hit home run. Like there's not an Alabama, a Clemson, a Georgia. Uh, like it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of like bigger conference games, but there isn't like one marquee game. It feels like they always have one big one every year, don't they? I mean, I, doesn't it feel like the marquee week zero game, though? It's like uh, it's like Clemson versus the Colorado School of Mines, though. Like, it's it's like the walkover game, uh, you know, Texas A&M at Rice or, or things like that. Like, I feel like the I, – I think they used to do this before they did week zero, back when they would do week one. You know, they would have your, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your, your Clemson, Florida State, or, you know, something like that, or, or Oklahoma, uh, you know, Oklahoma versus – one of the, the SEC teams, like they would try and do something like that. But also, I mean, why the, there's absolutely no incentive under the college football playoff structure. There's absolutely no incentive for these big teams to play each other out, uh, you know, out of conference, right? Like that, like any incentive that existed has been taken away from them because they make up the money from that national televised game in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it next week, though. I mean, Clemson's playing Georgia next week. Why Why don't they play this week? I'd rather That's see it true. this weekend. I, I'm trying to get ahead of it. Anyway, okay, Nebraska-Illinois. Uh, okay, so this is probably the best game this weekend, so I don't want to crap all over it but because uh, we want football back. But honestly, uh, I mean, this is not one that other than betting, there's just, you know, I mean, it's it's probably two of the bottom teams in the Big Ten We've got Nebraska in all kinds of having all kinds of issues this offseason with their coach and where they're using analytics to cheat and all that stuff. They're minus six and a half, and the total is 55 in the game going up against Illinois. Lovey Smith's tenure has come to an end, and Brett Bielema, former coach at Arkansas and Wisconsin, is now the head coach at Illinois, and the total here is 55 and a half. And Davis, to be honest with you here, sitting on this Monday, five days ahead of this game, here is what I know. Nebraska perennially is a team that is horrible against the spread. They get way too much love against the spread. But Illinois, outside of basically a few games under Lovey Smith, has been a disaster the last three years. So my early lean here would just be to take the points, only because I feel like Nebraska's lines are all already inflated. But there's no question that Nebraska talent-wise is going to be the better team on Saturday. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't think six and a half points is quite enough. Nebraska is the number 32 team in Bill Connolly's S&P, or S&P Plus rankings. If you guys are not familiar with, uh, if, you're not, if you're not familiar with Bill Connolly's stuff, he, I would say he is the best publicly accessible database for college football numbers. He has really good you know, algorithmic ways to rank freshmen, 
uh, you know, ways to handle coaching changes and things like that. And I think if you look at the uh, fighting Illini roster, you see, you know, they don't really have a quarterback situation figured out. They have Brandon Peters, who transferred from Michigan. He's kind of your prototypical pocket passer, 6'5", 220. They also play this guy by the name of Isaiah Williams, who is like a combination wide receiver quarterback, so kind of like some wildcat type stuff. And uh, Brett Bielma is, he's just going to want to run the ball, right? Like that, that's just going to be his whole deal. He's going to want to run the ball against Nebraska. And I don't know if that is going to be enough against Nebraska. You know, they averaged 391 yards per game on offense last season. That's very good for a, you know, a Big Ten college football team. Uh, Luke McCaffrey, by the way, was the name that you were searching for when we were talking about this at break, Craig. But he transferred. He transferred to Louisville. So Adrian Martinez is going to be the starting quarterback for Nebraska. And he played injured last year and was absolutely brutal for Nebraska uh, in, in 2020. So he only, you know, uh, only played in, in the seven games, four touchdown passes, three interceptions, uh, was not good running the ball either, but had been very good running the ball in seasons past. So I actually like Nebraska here, and I feel like the fact that we uh, we all hate Scott Frost, we all like no one likes Nebraska. I don't like Nebraska at all. They're probably my least favorite team to root for in all of college football. So it, it does me no joy to root for them here, but I am I am going to be taking Nebraska in the points. Yeah, I, I don't think Adrian Martinez is good at all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think that he gives the element of being able to run the ball, but I've seen this guy make a ton of mistakes, man, like almost picks, like a lot. So, um, and to me, Nebraska is one of those public inflated teams. Like, I, I just never understand. They're always supposed to be better than they actually end up being. Okay, and then uh, the later game, uh, Hawaii at UCLA – and the rainbows are on the road. They're getting 17 and a half. And the total in this one, no surprise. In the pack, there's no defense. So right out of the gate, we got a, almost a 70-point total, Davis. This is something that years ago you never would see. But it's 68 and a half to start the season. This is Chip Kelly, another season at UCLA. Probably his last season, Davis, <laughs> at UCLA. That's a guess for me, too. Uh, they were hoping for a pretty quick turnaround. Maybe they get it. They've looked a little bit better at times, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, they're, they're still waiting for that success at Oregon to transfer over somewhere else. It didn't happen with the 49ers. I don't know if it's going to happen at UCLA, but they're hopeful that their quarterback can take them to the next level this year, at least offensively. I can tell you that going into the season, I'm confident in saying UCLA's defense will not be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that as well. I think their offense is going to be pretty solid because Dorian Thompson-Robinson didn't even play well last year, and the 2020 UCLA offense scored uh, 35 points per game, 455 yards per game, and they scored 34 or more in every game, except for two games they actually won against Arizona and Arizona State. Their leading wide receiver is back. Now, unfortunately, Demetric Felton is gone. He departed to the Cleveland Browns. He was their best player on offense last season. But again, deferring back to the S&P stuff, we have UCLA as the number 29 team. That's a lot better than people would expect for them. And they have Hawaii as the number 97 team. Hawaii is also you know, trying to figure out what they want to do at quarterback because they don't really have the answer at quarterback. This was a team that was, uh, they, they would bench their quarterback last season. They would, they would move guys in and out. They have this fellow by the name of Siobhan Cordero and he started some games last year. I don't actually remember the name of the other quarterback that they would rotate there in with, but basically I just think Hawaii's bad. I don't think their defense is good. And I think that Yes, you and I, you and I agree that UCLA, their defense is going to be bad, but those are all Pac-12 caliber athletes that are going to be defending up against Hawaii. And look, I mean, we we all love Hawaii, we love the the air raid that they run, but they're just they're not very athletic guys. You don't see a ton of NFL players go to Hawaii. Yeah, they usually play well at home. I mean, that's the one thing that they have going for them when they when teams go out there. It's it's like that. Uh, it's the Hawaii flu, the Vegas flu, the South Beach flu. Like teams generally go on the road at Hawaii and don't perform well, and the Rainbows are just sitting there at home, like this is where we live. 
But uh, interesting games this weekend for sure. I'll weigh in before the weekend and, and give my opinions on picks too as we get closer. All right, coming up next, risers and fallers in the average draft position according to the NFBC in fantasy football. And so we'll hear from one of those risers coming up next right here on SportsGrid. Also, Fantasy Reality SportsGrid 60 as we continue on here on this Monday. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, Davis, I think that most people now will be a little bit more bullish on Tua. So if you wouldn't mind, you know, sort of dive into what's been going on with him over the weekend and also uh, Corey Davis and Antonio Brown. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear what's happening with Tua. We were all very excited about Tua when he came from college because he was he was phenomenal at Alabama. I mean, he just was so good. His final season at Alabama uh, 2,840 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions, ran for two touchdowns as well. Though Tua did not run as much in college as I think you know some people uh, imagine that he does. And Tua was fine as a rookie, you know, averaged. Uh, well, I mean, really, he was bad. Actually, if we're gonna call a spade a spade here on the show, relative to what his teammates were doing, he was not very good. Um, in nine starts, he averaged 6.3 yards per attempt. In seven starts, Fitzpatrick had 7.8 yards per attempt. Now, again, to be fair to Tua, the wide receiver depth that was available when he took over, guys were so banged up and injured. I I actually was talking about this with one of my friends the other day, and I went back and looked at the really good game that he had against uh, the Arizona Cardinals where they went toe-to-toe there and ended up winning that game. His top wide receivers in that game were Devontae Parker, Preston Williams coming back from the ACL injury, Jakeem Grant, Mike Gesicki, and Durham Smythe. Those were the guys who were running routes for Tua last year. This year, they've added Will Fuller. They've added Jalen Waddell. Preston Williams should theoretically be healthy. They also have Albert Wilson back. And, you know, we kind of laugh about Albert Wilson, but he opted out last season. He would have been a really useful player for them last year. You know, just a steady hand, very good route runner, capable of playing out of the slot. Miles Gaskin looks like a good receiving back. So I, I am really um, jamming in to two. I, I think he is the best late round quarterback available right now, other than Justin Fields. You know, Tua will scramble a little bit. Fields will definitely run. Corey Davis has been a beneficiary of not playing with Elijah Moore in the preseason. Um, Corey Davis had six targets from Zach Wilson in his first preseason game. I think he had five targets in the in the or six targets in the second preseason game. Five targets in the first preseason game. Clearly looks like the top wide receiving option for the New York Jets. 
The market was pretty exuberant about Rondell or Elijah Moore. He is falling a little bit in ADP as Corey Davis is rising. I, however, cannot pinpoint a real reason why Antonio Brown is rising because Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are not falling. I would guess that it's mostly related to these reports that, you know, Antonio Brown looks good at camp. The team's going to use him every down. They're playing lots of three wide receiver stuff. He did just get in a fight the other day at training camp for for whatever that's worth. Uh, I, I don't like Antonio Brown. I don't like him as a person. I don't like taking him in my fantasy drafts. For example, I prefer to take Will Fuller over Antonio Brown. Um, you know, I, I just like that situation better. I I don't know. Like, there is kind of just something to fantasy football of, like, not taking jerks. Like, take guys that you like to root for. I don't like to root for Antonio Brown, so I'm not going to take him very often. Yeah, and, and there's always that risk that Antonio Brown does something like he did a couple of years ago and, and then doesn't play. I mean, that's 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 in the equation, too. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, Davis, but he lives probably five minutes away from, from where I live here in, uh, in South Florida, just oddly enough. Uh, okay, now let's go to the Fallers this weekend in ADP, and we have A.J. Dillon from the Packers at 102. Maybe that's more along the lines of what Kylan Hill did. Joe Burrow falls to 110 in the NFBC, and then Dallas Goddard, and I guess a lot of the Eagles seemingly are falling in uh, in drafts right now. He is at 121. So why the the lack of love for these three? Well, AJ Dillon is uh, AJ Dillon is falling because of Kylan Hill. Um, you know, we we basically we were kind of penciling in AJ Dillon for that role that Jamal Williams used to have, uh, you know, and and thinking that he was going to get used around the goal line, thinking he would get some pass work, and that he also would kind of be the guy that would close games out for Green Bay. You know, so Green Bay up ten points fourth quarter, hand the ball off to AJ Dillon let him pound into that tired defense. And I, I still like A.J. Dillon, so I will be buying this dip a little bit. But I am a little bit concerned that he is going to have less standalone value than I thought. I still think he has loads of contingent value. You know, they did still take him in the second round. They got to get something from that 2020 draft class because that was <sighs> what a bad draft the Green Bay Packers had last year. They, they pushed their all-star quarterback off the roster, they take an H back who can't get on the field, and they take a quarterback who looks like he's going to be a bust. So they got to get something out of AJ Dillon. Very clear why Joe Burrow is falling. We're not getting any good practice reports from camp. It's basically Burrow's scared of the knee, doesn't want to get hit. Jamar Chase is having trouble with drops. Like, really, we're just getting a lot of bad news on the Cincinnati Bengals. Those are the types of news reports that I tend to not pay that much attention to because I. One, I think it doesn't matter if Burrow starts the year playing a little bit scared. I think he will just kind of figure it out, you know, assuming that he doesn't get injured back in his first game. I think they will kind of just grow on the confidence from there. And that that wide receiver group of Chase, Boyd, and T. Higgins is amongst the best in the NFL. So I think it'll be pretty easy for Burrow to have solid fantasy numbers with those guys. So Dylan and Burrow, I'm buying the dip on. Goddard, I'm not. I am completely out on Dallas Goddard at his ADP. I basically think that Dallas Goddard and Zachard's ADPs should be switched. Everything we are hearing from Philadelphia Eagles training camp is that Ertz is in better shape than he was last year, that he is still the starting tight end on offense. They're still using him out of the slot. And by the way, we're also hearing Joan Rager can't play. You know, Quez mm-hmm. Watkins is, is a out name who knows what's happening with devonta smith guy weighs 170 pounds he could be fine for four games like i i think that to me devonta smith is kind of in that same spot as tutu atwell where i just like it's so hard for me to imagine that a guy that size being that dominant in the nfl or being able to withstand you know 120 target season so i am just drafting the crap out of zach Ertz. i mean he is still free in these drafts you can get him in the 17th round of your fantasy drafts. And I think he's a huge value there. And it looks like Goddard is maybe going to be one of the worst values at ADP right now. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, one name I wanted to bring up here before we wrapped for the day, especially was somebody who I saw Friday. I wanted to ask you about Jared Patterson, I thought looked pretty good for Washington. And, and I, and I don't really think that they have a great backup running back there. And, and Patterson was so good in college. I'm not saying obviously he's going to win any starting gig or anything like that, but I think he's going to make, Washington and I, and I was pretty impressed by what I saw there with him. I don't know if you saw any of him play. 
Yeah, I've been telling you. I've been telling you about Jared Patterson. This was the guy who was so good at uh, at Buffalo University. He had uh, mm-hmm. an eight-touchdown game uh, his final season. The funny thing is, you look at Jarrett Patterson and you'd be like, all right, this dude is 5'9", 195 pounds. Like, he's got to be a great pass catcher, right? Like, that's got to be the role he plays in. He had zero zero pass receptions his final year at Buffalo. Now, again, I did not watch that much. I remember watching them a couple times. I don't know if that was, you know, a structural team thing. You know, they had it. And I know they had another running back that they played, actually, which you'd think, like, if there was a guy that good. But they had this fellow by the name of Kevin Martz, who had 741 rushing yards and seven touchdowns to go along with Patterson's 1,019 um, you know, so just a crazy season for Jared Patterson. But I, I really like him. I do think he's going to make the roster. I think he'll make it over Peyton Barber. And it, it totally makes sense why. Patterson kind of is that same mold of player as J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson, big enough and strong enough to be a featured running back, but kind of of the right size, speed, and agility to catch passes. So he's like a – I don't think I would take him in redraft leagues, but he's like a really good you know, 25th man to add to some of your deeper dynasty rosters. Yeah, I, I think that he may get a shot a little to play this year. He's sort of overcome a lot and, you know, certainly didn't get drafted, as you mentioned, and thought he looked pretty good. Saw him running some routes to catch passes. They didn't throw the ball to him, but I'm, I'm interested in him last round, something like that. Even a redraft this year, take a shot as a, as a handcuff, maybe, to Gibson. Okay, fantasy or reality is coming up next, and then we've got the Sports Grid 60. We'll uh, ask the question and, and play fantasy or reality about the next member of the Major League Baseball 500 Home Run Club. Who will that be? We'll talk about that potentially next. Also, Kevin Garnett having his number retired by another team, and we'll dive into a question on him as well. So make sure you stay on the grid. More fantasy sports today coming up next with Fantasy Reality. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you want our reactions and previews of the upcoming fantasy football season based on Davis's draft or my draft or Brett Levy or anybody else, here's what you do. You go to Twitter and follow us at SportsGrid and also at SportsGrid TV, and you get us 24-7 in a lot less, uh, more condensed, I would say. That's the best way to put it. You don't have to watch us for two hours a day. You get us for about a minute or two if that's what you want to do on social media you got the early line, the morning after, our show here on Fantasy Sports today. Of course, Scott Farrell, Gabe Morency, all of the hosts were talking throughout the day on these shows. And sometimes we're not always on social media. And this way, they will 
post it and tell you what we are talking about on Twitter. So follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Time for us to play fantasy or reality. And as always, we bring in our producer, Brett Levy, for AR edition today. All right. Well, Craig and Davis, our first question today is about Kevin Garnett because the Boston Celtics have announced he will be getting his jersey retired during an ABC game on March 13th against the Dallas Mavericks. He has yet to have his jersey retired by the Minnesota Timberwolves, though. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You remember Kevin Garnett more as a member of the Celtics than the Timberwolves. Is this a fantasy or reality? So for me, because of the age that I am, I actually do remember him more as a member of the Boston Celtics. So when he was traded from Minnesota to Boston, he was 31 years old, and that took place in the 2007 offseason. So the 2007 offseason, I would have been, uh, I think, 14 years old. So I would have been cognizant and aware of the NBA before that, but I would not have been super engaged with, you know, we didn't have an NBA team in Kansas. We didn't even have the Oklahoma City Thunder close then. I I literally think the closest geographic team to where I was growing up, I guess it either would have been the Denver Nuggets or the Dallas Mavericks. Maybe maybe Houston is closer than than Dallas, honestly, off the top. Not, Not great with geography, but Long story short, the answer to that would be, yeah, for me, as a, rea- a reality for me is not only do I remember him as a member of the Boston Celtics, I actually even remember him more as a member of the Brooklyn Nets in that infamous trade, right? The, uh, the, the Sports Illustrated cover right after, after the trade. And I even remember him coming back to the Timberwolves at the age of 39 to play out his final season. He played 38 games for the Timberwolves in 2015-16, and I even remember that. But I have zero recollections of watching prime Kevin Garnett in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey. To me, he is more of a Celtics player than he is a uh, Timberwolves player, even though I know that's not how the world at large views him. Yeah, and and again, uh, this is a fantasy for me. He's definitely known more. Uh, no, actually, it's a reality. I'm sorry. He's known more of a member as the Timberwolves for me by far than he is the Boston Celtics. Because again, I'm growing up uh, watching the NBA, and I'm even older at this point, remembering Davis how rare it was for players to get drafted out of high school. I know now it's so commonplace, but remember they did away with that for a number of years, and essentially you basically now have to spend one year. In, uh, in college. So uh, for me, Garnett was along the Kobe Bryant route where, oh my gosh, this guy's coming out of high school. Who is he? What's he going to be? And I remember covering it at the time. I think I was in college when uh, when Kevin Garnett came out. So no question for me that he is remembered more of uh, a member of the Timberwolves. But Brett, before we get to our, our next one here, Brett, what is the scuttle with him, his number not being retired in Minnesota? Like that, that I'm not aware of. Why in the world has that not happened yet? Yeah, it just didn't end very well with Glenn Taylor, so we'll see what happens uh, moving forward with the A-Rod ownership. Uh, It was kind of weird because he only wanted to get traded back to Minnesota, like if he was going to get traded from anywhere from Brooklyn. So, yeah, you know, he wanted to go there, and then it just didn't end so great. Um, But our next question, Craig, you probably have a lot more familiarity with Because we're talking about Tampa Bay's DH, Nelson Cruz. Miggy Cabrera hit home run number 500 over the weekend. So we got to ask, and we're targeting Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz will be the next member of baseball's 500 home, home run club. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. This question's being asked a lot, and there are some people who are saying fantasy, ironically, to this. So Cruz is 41 years old. He's got about 440 home runs. Uh, you know, I, I know he's out right now, I think. He's on the COVID list. But let, let's assume that he has 450, uh, you know, and, and basically going into next season without a team, essentially. So he's got to hit 50 home runs 
And you would assume that he's probably got to do it, Davis, in the next two years, I would guess. I, I cannot tell you at 44 that Nelson Cruz is still going to be mashing home runs. So that would mean 50 home runs in the next two years. And then you have to ask yourself the question, Davis, what if he's a couple shy? W would he come back for one more season in Seattle, in Minnesota, to be the DH just to get the 500? I think the answer is yes. I, I do think he's going to get there. It doesn't seem to be as easy as most people are putting it out there for him to be because we simply don't know what he's going to look like, Davis, in two years. I mean, you cannot make the assumption at 45 in baseball that he's still going to be playing. You absolutely cannot do that. A good example of a player we would have talked about a few years ago, Edwin Encarnacion, looked like he was on the route, to, and he just, boom, fell apart. He's out of baseball. So uh, I'm going to say reality here. But there's a lot of folks that are smart that are making the case that he does not, and then somebody else, you know, Trout or somebody else does. Yeah, you're not going to like my answer for the next guy to hit 500 home runs in baseball because it's a guy that uh, it's a guy you don't like. But right now, Giancarlo Stanton has 332 career home runs. He's 31 years old. I think given now the thing with Stanton is we're not going to expect him to play as many full seasons as we as we have for Cruz right he, he has had more problems with health but I would assume Stanton is two or three years away from just being a DH just true full-time DH never plays the outfield I think never playing the outfield like that's pretty obviously going to help him stay healthy that's going to lead to him having more plate appearances and it's not that he doesn't DH now like it's not like he never gets the DH now but the fact that they have Judge Stanton, and then you know you add in Rizzo, you add in Gallo, you add in Luke Voigt, you know all the complexities of the New York Yankees roster. But my guess is we are about two seasons away from Stanton, you know, doing his JD Martinez thing and playing the field like three times a year and basically being a full time DH. Three hundred and thirty two home runs. Uh, you know, some I guess some quick napkin math would mean that if he kind of sticks on a thirty five home run per season pace that gets him there by the time he would be about 38. I, I think if I'm doing that off the top of my head and let's even say he's on a 28 home run pace, that means the Stanton needs to keep his body healthy and able to play at like age 40, age 41, just like Cruz. I, I think he does it. I think Giancarlo Stanton is the answer for the next guy who hits 500 home runs. So that's a reality on Nelson Cruz for me or a fantasy on Nelson Cruz. So, so you don't think Cruz gets to 500? I'm just asking. So you think it's Stanton is the next one? I, I don't. I think that I think that he is a little bit too far away. So we have him right now for 443. I think that he would need mm -hmm. a minimum of three more seasons. And you know, I just I just don't know if we get three mm -hmm. more seasons. He's really close to the, the to the border. Yeah, he, he may have to play a, a you know a, a ceremonial type final season with some rebuilding team to get there. It's possible. I think it's a fair point. All right. Well, our last question of the day is about uh, being asked if you work somewhere because Justin Timberlake pulled a little prank and pretended to work, I believe, at a Target and had people come up and he would kind of pretend to help them, kind of not really help them at all. Uh, so, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. You have been asked if you work at a place you didn't. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, this would never happen to me. This I, I am basically the last person that this would ever happen to. I'm never wearing a collared shirt in public. Uh, if you see me in public and I'm not at a golf course or doing some exercise, I'm probably in ratty gym shorts, a hoodie, and my Birkenstocks. Like if I'm going to, to Target to go pick up some stuff or if I'm going to the grocery store, this is not – I'm not – I'm not uh, – getting dressed up. I probably have my AirPods in. I probably am listening to a podcast. Like I, you would never mistake me for someone who would be working somewhere who like, Oh, Oh, that guy looks like he's paying attention. Like this would just never, ever happen to me. I feel like it's much more likely that it would happen to Craig, but yeah, this is 0%. This has never happened to me. And I don't think it ever will. Yeah, well, well, first of all, if you ever do wear red in a target, you're, you're, you are a target to have that potentially happen to you uh, for sure. Uh, this has definitely happened to me multiple times. Um, I do have one time that it is the most memorable of all, Davis, 
and it is actually a pretty funny story. So uh, we were going, my wife and I, many years ago, we're talking about probably almost 20 years, maybe 20 years ago, we're going to a wedding for her, uh, one of her best friends in, in New York. And, uh, you know, they, they really did not determine what the dress code was for the wedding. And my wife in general, Davis, is always going to ask me to dress up more than I need to be. And, and this is just a battle, a constant battle where I am overdressed almost every time. And uh, in this particular time, Davis, uh, I wore a, a tuxedo to a wedding that was not black tie. So we were, we were on the food line and somebody next to me asked about giving food to them. Like, would I bring food to them? Give food? Because I'm the only one, Davis, in the tuxedo. So that person did think I was working uh, for the, the catering place. And so this is a reality for me. And so, look, I, I always want to be dressed fairly, but in, in, I, I have been too dressed up for places. And in that particular situation, they got me, you know. And then I told my wife, you realize that basically these people think I work here because I'm wearing a tuxedo. And she had a good laugh, but I was not laughing. No, I mean the the, the just a, a good rule of thumb: don't wear a tuxedo anywhere. Where I mean, I like wear it to a <laughs> wedding, I guess. Like like because because what are the what are the people who you think of in your mind wearing tuxedos, right? And it's like ninety percent employees of some place, or I mean, I guess maybe like if you go to the opera, if you go to something like crazy fancy, or like a you know maybe like to a casino in Las Vegas or something like that. But you know what? I think even if I saw someone in a tuxedo at a casino in Las Vegas, even a nicer one, right? Like, you know, in the, in the high stakes uh, craps tables or something like that, I would still probably think like, oh, that guy is uh, some rich guys like, you know, Butler basically. Yeah. So reality for me, Brett, anybody ask you, Brett, real quick, if you worked anywhere, you want to jump on here? We have 30 seconds. Anybody ever ask Brett Levy if you work here? Oh uh, yeah, I've definitely been asked. I've I've worn a collared shirt out in public before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shot at Davis for that Mets comment earlier in the show, like an uppercut to the left uh, left hook there. All right, I like it. Got the Sports Grid sixty coming up next here on Fantasy Sports today. Uh, Davis and I will be right back here tomorrow, noon to two Eastern. Jordan Kurtz will be in for me on Wednesday. Don't go away. Right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great, 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up this Monday, we usually end with 60 seconds of commentary. The way that it works is Davis goes first, and then I wrap up the show. So without further ado, let's bring you today's Sports Grid 60. So... Craig and Brett were just giving me some crap. Craig, uh, Brett was saying, you know, I, I always, I always talk bad about the Mets right after they just get a win. And I was thinking, you know, Craig, we were talking about that rookie game for the NHL last week. You know, uh, basketball has its play-in tournament. There's been a rumor for years that basketball was going to introduce a mid-season tournament. And with 162 baseball games, look, I will be the first one to admit, I am certainly not as tuned in to baseball right now as I was in February, March, April, and June, right? I was locked in. We were talking about it every day on the show, DFS every night on FanDuel. I'll be the first one to admit I'm not as locked in. I'm much more interested in the NFL right now. I love baseball, though. I really do love baseball, and I wish that they would – there's got to be something they can do to make the middle of the season, you know, the dog days of August, there's got to be something they can do to spice these games up. Now, the home run derby was good. I was locked into the home run derby. I enjoyed the Otani stuff, but there's just got to be something they can do. Yeah, it's hard, Davis. The best you can do is have me probably yelling at you about baseball. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, 500 home runs, uh, unbelievably talented player, and one of those generational type future Hall of Famers that was let go by his previous team. I've gotten over that with the Marlins. It's been a long time since he was a Marlin. But the notion that that can never happen again in baseball is just is foolish. Let's be honest. Uh, Manny Machado, generational player, gone from Baltimore. Bryce Harper, generational player, gone from Washington. Uh, this is never going to stop. Players are going to get moved. Miguel Cabrera was not the first. He will not be the last. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to Connell at LTN. Thank you to, of course, Danny and Ryan for putting our graphics together. For my producer, Brett Levy, and my co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. We'll see you tomorrow right here on SportsGrid at noon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.